Good morning. It is Tuesday, April the 23rd, and this is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I'm Laura Hurd, and I am so proud of myself for being able to do this in two weeks in a row. <laughs> but these things are hit and miss because sometimes I have time, sometimes I'm I've just not come across anything that's really allowed me to think and process more about um, topics that I share here. So there's a lot of things involved on why I do not do a podcast every week. But hopefully, you know, when I do them, the people who are listening do um, keep up with it and come back week to week to see if I've published one. (laughs) So thank you for being here. And I'm going to just get right into what I'm going to talk about today, because I don't know how long this is going to last, because it's kind of, I've got to tell a story um, that someone had shared with me over the weekend, and I'll get into that in just a minute. I did share a live video on Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd on Facebook, so if you would prefer to go watch that, because that is where I told the story. Um, and if you're more visual and you like to, to see somebody talking rather than listening to them, which I don't guess you would be here today, if, <laughs> but it's just another option. So I shared the story there. You may have to scroll down a little bit. Um, I think I did that on, I did that Saturday morning. So that's what I'm going to share here. And the topic of today's discussion, and I actually had someone reach out to me after I did that live video, and that's why I wanted to include the discussion on my podcast because I feel like if there are weekly listeners that, or maybe someone that just pops on um, for the first time just because of the subject matter, because they saw what the title of the podcast was, then I want to give those people the same opportunity. So, or maybe it's something they're, you know, you're you're dealing with or you're you're on the fence about. So, the topic is <laughs> why it's important to seek a diagnosis for your child. So, this I'm coming from the perspective of a mother I'm a caregiver uh, and a teacher just happens to be um, because I've decided to homeschool, but I'm coming from the perspective of me having a child, a five-year-old boy who will be six in a few months that has autism spectrum disorder and some coexisting diagnosis such as apraxia and sensory processing disorder. And more than likely some others, but he's just too young to test for those at the moment. So that's the perspective I'm coming from. And this is something that God has slowly been, he's, he had put it on my heart, and I've not really been able to come up with the words to share of the importance of why to seek out a diagnosis, because I never want to come across irate or judgmental or any kind of negative negative aspect of why I'm talking about something. And, you know, sometimes when people are passionate about things, they they can come off just bland or straight to the point. And, you know, that's just not helpful because people need to 
you know, speak the truth in love. And so, you know, sometimes I have to season these ideas with time and prayer. So I feel like, and I hope that that's what's going to happen here today. And I hope that's how it came across in the video that I shared on Facebook. So keep that in mind, that I'm coming from a place of deep care and um, just compassion toward anyone who may be on the fence about getting their child a diagnosis. Maybe you are seeing things that lead you to believe that your child could have autism, boy or girl. It's, there's, you know, it occurs in both genders. And unfortunately, you know, girls do receive a later diagnosis because it does, autism does not present like it does in boys. It's usually completely different. And girls do have a harder time receiving a diagnosis. But if you read, if you search out Google um, things, and, and really, I always point listeners at more and more, and I've just recently come to this realization, but I'd like to point my listeners um, to those adults that have been there and done that, and they are on the spectrum, and they can share stories with you. Um, a lot of them have received diagnosis late, a diagnosis late in life. And that's part of the reason that I'm beginning to realize how important that it is to share this information and share this burden or conviction or whatever you call it that I have on my heart for people that come to this podcast or my social media accounts for this reason. So again, this is for those of you that may be on the fence. Maybe you're an adult and you're wondering if you have autism. And I'm sure if you sought those people out that have received a diagnosis later in life, they would say go for it because it only opens doors. And when you're older, I have read that it doesn't necessarily open the doors like it will if you get your child a diagnosis. If you're a child and you have a diagnosis, of course, when you when that happens, it's going to open so many doors for early intervention. And that includes therapies and just help from a community, maybe a support system, so people will know how to not only help your child, but help the person caring for the child. So when you're an adult, I have found through reading and following you know, those doors aren't going to be there per se, but at least there is going to be a better understanding about who that person is. They're going to understand, okay, this is why when I was in school, maybe people called me weird. And that's, that's you know, that's the a matter of fact. That's not an opinion because I have read several articles from people adults on the spectrum that have received a diagnosis later in life that they got taunted in school because they were weird and nobody knew why because and even the child didn't know why because either back then well then that's really the case because back then you know maybe in the 70s and 80s even you know autism just was not being um, recognized or diagnosed even like it is today. And, you know, praise God for that, that we have that research and we are continuing that research and not only um, awareness, but acceptance. You know, that's the bigger picture is 
when a child gets a diagnosis that I think that parents may be fearful that they will be judged from either adults or their peers. But in reality, that is going to open so many doors for therapies as a child. It's going to give that child the help they need. And it's also going to help that child as they get older understand why they think they do. Because people with autism, they just think differently. Their brains are hardwired differently. Okay, then this is um, comparing these to typical children or in the autism community, we call them neurotypical, neurotypicals, as in someone who doesn't have autism. You know, people on the spectrum, they are God hardwired their brains to think and receive and express information differently. And a lot of times, some of those comorbid diagnoses play into that, such as sensory processing disorder. You know, they have a hard time with um, and the, the environment around them. So, keep you know, hopefully I've not bored you that you're thinking if you are a listener and you already know all this. <laughs> so just hang on. I just want to, you know, kind of give that, <laughs> that information prior to the story to be- help you better understand the angle that I'm coming from. So let's get into the story. So there was um, a person that is close to our family that shared a story with me over the weekend. And for the sake of the story and protecting the privacy of anyone involved in the story, they did not ask me to do this, but this is just something I chose to do. I'm going to change names. So we're going to say that the person who told me the story is Jim. And this is the person that's close to our family that shared this with me. And he was involved with a an adult, he said, was um, middle to late 20s. So Jim is a supervisor at his workplace. And Jim, thankfully, God has him... Like I said, he was close to our family, and he knows our son. And he knows in the past, I knew that he had has known of some other people in his life that had children, even older children on the autism spectrum. So, you know, like I said, God has placed Jim in his workplace for this particular reason. So he would have the ability to have the compassion and recognition of someone who could possibly have a different set of needs and learns differently. So Jim was telling me about this person, this boy that started work there. And he was working under Jim for a little bit. And and from the way that I understand, people can go from different jobs within the same building. And I guess that's more for just training, cross-training, so they can just pull people from different areas and be able to put them right in to another area that's maybe short-staffed. And so Jim said that he noticed immediately that this boy, he was having a hard time with a certain task that he was being trained in. And over a period of three weeks, when he was going to different jobs, Jim noticed that he, the boy, tend tended to excel in certain types of work 
as opposed to other more hands-on, like he was having a harder time with his hands. But as far as maybe the math side of it, um, that he was excelling. So whenever... Um, yes, dear. Okay, give me just a minute, okay? Um, so whenever the boy would move in different departments, he was under the supervision of... <laughs> yeah, hi. You want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> he was under the supervision of another supervisor. <laughs> so... Um, from the way that Jim told the story, again, he told me that those supervisors were having a harder time being patient and willing to take the time with the boy to help them learn their job, his job. So what Jim did was once he realized, hey, this boy appears to possibly be on the autism spectrum and so he went to the other supervisors and was like, hey, you guys, just be patient with him. You know, obviously, he's, he's, he's excelling in this area. Let's be patient and, you know, just take time with him to help him learn. And so when he was telling me that part of the story, I had tears in my eyes and I had a grin on my face. And I, and I told him, I said, do you know what you just did? And he said, and he didn't realize it. He was just caring and he was being compassionate for this boy. But I said, you were also advocating for him. Because what happened one day, they were in the break room. And Jim said that he had noticed in previous days that the boy kind of secluded himself. And, and you know, everyone would sit at a table, but he would kind of sit off to himself. And so he he came alongside him one day and he told him, he was just encouraging him and saying, you know, keep it up and we'll, you know, you'll get it. And Jim said he went to pat him on the back and, and the boy just kind of shrunk like he did not want to be touched. And Jim apologized. And at that point, the boy told Jim, he said, yeah, my mom says I'm different. And so Jim said that just broke his heart and kind of made him angry because the boy said it in a way like his mom is probably calling him weird. Um, and like, you know, what's, you know, why are you the way you are or something like that? When maybe the mother doesn't realize that he ha could possibly have autism and maybe he's, she's not pushing him because he still lives at home. Again, he's in his middle to late 20s, and maybe she's not pushing him or, or encouraging him to go seek help and get a diagnosis of some kind in the, in the way that Jim tells it. You know, it's more than likely he has autism. Um, maybe she just doesn't see the need, or maybe for whatever reason, she's scared of getting that diagnosis or just shuns the idea of it. I don't know. And so that's, you know, when I've come from, from a place of compassion, it's like, I don't know why someone would not seek out a diagnosis for their child. But, you know, God had placed it on my heart to immediately try to get that help that we needed for him because I knew that would open doors. But 
and I don't I don't know why someone would not. Only that person knows why. That person knows the emotions that they are dealing with and trying to handle and cope. You know, because you know, when you think a child is different, it's it's something that is scary at first. And I understand that. You know, it's scary, but the bigger picture and the more important thing is that you know, by overcoming whatever emotions that that person is, the parent is dealing with once they receive the diagnosis. It's, you know, I'm not going to say it's all downhill from there because, I mean, it's still a fight um, in a sense to know what kind of services your child needs. And it's a trial and error. And if you have that mentality going in instead of thinking that, you know, you're going to get the diagnosis, you know, get you get past the emotions and you seek out the diagnosis, you know, it's going to be a pro- progression. It's, you know, you make progress over, you know, extended period of time. And, you know, my son being five, and he's been diagnosed for around three years now. And it's a slow process, but every child has their own God-given pace that they are learning these things. And once again, I'll quote Dr. Temple Grandin, who has autism herself. She's an adult on the spectrum. And she encourages that parents lovingly and slowly stretch their children outside of their comfort zone. So that's something to keep in mind that it is, it's not a race. It's a marathon. It's a slow pace. You know, you have to pace yourself emotionally, physically, and your child is going to come alongside you and you're going to be doing the same for your child and as you advocate for their needs. So that's basically the gist of the story and the heart that I'm that God has really just been molding into being able to share this information with you because I do feel like there are and after after again after i posted the the video on facebook i had someone reach out to me and say thank you for sharing that because they are seeking out a diagnosis and so i felt like that my words came across appropriately and all right and um reflected you know the heart of god in the matter as far as compassion. So to wrap it up, and as always, as I state, you know, if you ever want to reach out to me, do so on Real Life Moms by Laura Heard on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, if you're on any of those. And, um, you know, I can come alongside you to pray or offer any kind of help that I may have experience with at this point in our walk. So I'm going to offer you some statistics of, um, people on related to autism spectrum disorder and people on the spectrum disorder because this is you know to me when they have um black and white information saying you know this is this is the reality then you know it can further drive home the fact of why it's going to help your child once you receive that diagnosis, not only for the therapies and supports they need or you need that long term. It's going to help your child know who they are and they can begin to advocate for themselves as they get older or as they are able to do. Um, if it comes to that, like this boy that Jim worked with, 
he was not able to advocate for himself because he did not know that, you know, he possibly had autism and he couldn't say, hey, in the interview, I have autism. And and I also know that more um, people are seeking out, more businesses are seeking out people on the spectrum because they do think differently. And that's a good thing because it's not, they don't always think inside of a box. So um, he could say, hey, you know, I need, a, I prefer jobs in this area, thinking with his mind and math and all that, as opposed to maybe more hands-on work. So um, a few st- statistics I want to share with you that um, people on the autism spectrum, statistically, um, their life expectancy is much shorter than someone without a diagnosis. And, you know, that could be because they have a hard time dealing with certain environments or strangers and they avoid medical care. Um, and so also they are more likely, um, if, if a person were to go undiagnosed, they could be diagnosed rather with depression. Yes, dear. Is it hot? Okay. Or post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, or low self-esteem. And they'll try to mask those symptoms. But if they were, if they knew that they had autism, they would, they would know how to better handle and deal with those things. Um, so let's see some other things that, you know, they, they miss social cues or warning signals. Um, they're, they're more likely to have ADHD or dyslexia or other learning disabilities. Um, you know, there's, there's a slew of those that they could have comorbid issues with, um, and, you know, more and more, and as I'm seeing these adults seek, they're literally, they get to a point in their life and we're learning more about autism and they are like, wow, that sounds like me. And they seek it out. So that's got to tell you something that they want to know and they, they want to have that closure and saying, okay, here it is. This is it. So that's got, that has to be encouraging in some aspect, you know, but, and they better know how to pace themselves. You're welcome, honey. And, and deal with those environmental stressors. So that's, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, because I need to make some blueberry waffles for a little boy. And again, please reach out to me if you have any questions or um, or anything that I might possibly be able to help you with or point you in the right direction. And happy Tuesday. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And God bless you.